What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Peace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host, the most mojo. Kicking off episode 613, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, episode 613 for all you dirty little sex fiends. But if this is, however, your first time tuning into the Maddie Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to the Maddie Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listening download. No. You can also hop on to MaddieMoShow.com where we got it going on with the latest and greatest for your daily entertainment. You can get to all my shows from up there, the links to my YouTube channel, IG, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, you name it, it's up there, so go check it out, MattyMoShow.com, where you can also subscribe and become a member all for free, baby, that's right, and if you got Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit up the Matty Mo Show and leave your boy a nice little rating and review, though, but without any further ado, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to deliver straight to you episode 613 for all you dirty sex fiends, why, because it is not other than the super, the sexy, the super sexy Saturdays, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, you already know what it is, and if you don't, well, goddamn, you picked a hell of a show to start listening to, you know what I'm saying, because tonight's topic... As if last night's Red Wings and things wasn't enough. Tonight we are getting into the drum roll, please. Bukakis. That's right. Tonight it is all about Bukakis. Bukaki Bandit. Ladies and gentlemen, you named it, I slammed it. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Now, before we break in to the body of this episode, first, I gotta let you know what a Bukaki even is. Um, if you don't already know what it is, because believe it or not, just because I think everybody knows what I'm talking about doesn't mean that everybody knows what I'm talking about. So we're going to clear that air. We're going to clear that air before we get into it. So first off, a bukkake. Bukkake. Say it with me. Bukkake. Now, that is a type of sexual activity in which several men ejaculate on one person. So you can have a room full of like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 dudes, and they are all unloading semen demons all over a beautiful face. You know what I'm saying? Now, usually, it's a woman's face, but you already know that, like, you know, there's something out there for everyone, so they got gay ones, too, and, th- and things like that. But anyways, when I think of bukkakis, I think of just a bunch of dudes nutting on one girl's face in the middle of a circle, just getting it. You know what I'm saying? So, now that you know what a bukkake is, and by the way, it is a noun. But once you actually, once you know what it is, we can get into it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why, oh, why is he talking about Bukakis tonight? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to be frank, all right? You can be Jim. I'm going to be frank. I'm going to let you know that I like Bukakis. Now, I've never been in a Bukaki. I have never been present as a Bukaki was going on. I have never partook in an actual Bukaki. But I have seen them on, you know, YouPorn, Pornhub, whatever whatever other porn sites are out there, I've watched Bukakis. it's like I've watched a lot of things, gangbangs, orgy, you name it, I've watched tons of it, but anyways, I've seen Bukakis. now I'm not gonna say it's my number one trending um, choice selection out there, it's not my number one topic that I ever go for, it's kinda like midget porn, I gotta be in like a weird kinda funky ass feeling off mood to watch it, but I don't know, something about Bukakis. they kinda turn me on in a sense, I don't know why, I can't really explain it, don't judge me and I won't judge you, alright bitch, but anyways, let's Let's get into the body of the episode because I am about to I'm about to introduce you to the porn pioneer who sold Bukaki to America. So first off, this whole shebang came from Vice.com. 
And yes, this is an actual reliable source because I've looked this up on many different things. So this is all about a pornographer, Jeff Mike's late 90s series, American Bukaki. Now, if you've been watching porn for a while, then you probably have heard of it. And if you haven't, well, you're about to find out tonight, baby. So he helped introduce Americans to the notorious Japanese subgenre like every weird sexual thing comes from Japan. Um, you know, Mike tells us about the pivotal series and how it changed adult film and American culture. So here we go. Let's get into it. This whole article or piece, I took a bunch of pieces from this article because it was pretty lengthy, but uh, I tried to get the best of what I thought was the best. And this was by published by Mark Hay on September 20th, actually in 2016, but it is very relevant and does not change the facts of the history of Bukaki. So first off, the turn of the millennium was a fertile time for pornographic experimentation. Now, this was the era that brought us tropes like the cream pie and cum swapping. You all know that. You know what I'm saying? I gotta talk about that. But many of the more novel innovations of this period, like adult diaper fetish or giantess pornos, quickly turned into niches tucked away in the far corners of the internet because no one, a very few people were actually looking up that. You know what I'm saying? Diaper fetish. This is a weird shit. Um, Bukaki, however, managed to sear itself into American culture, erotic and beyond. Now, a Japanese term meaning the act of splashing, bukkake can refer to a style of noodles, believe it or not, but more often than not, it refers to a sexual act in which, like I told you at the beginning of the show, a group of men stand around one woman and beat their dicks off until they nut all over that pretty little face. Alright, now some spurious tales claim the act had roots in a shaming ritual for adulterous women and me Medieval Japan. I don't know. I can't. I can't. You know. Can, I can't tell you if that's true or not. That's just what was said. Now, the origin of that story certainly resonates with the common perception that bukkake videos are all about dominating and you know degrading women with a wave of liquid masculinity for twisted you know chauvinistic pleasure. You know what I'm saying? But the act actually shows up for the first time in the historical record in 1986 with the release of the Japanese porno mascot note. Now, porn historians tend to agree that it like tentacle porn which is also a real thing if you've never seen it I've never watched it I, th I think that is just weird as shit I'd probably watch it for the sake of the show but not to enjoy myself but tentacle porn yeah was a, a workaround to depict some kind of sexual pleasure in a country where censorship laws required the pixelation of genitals like Japan authentic Japanese porn man they censor out everything. It's the weirdest shit. Yet, for all we know about the rise of Bukaki, the story of when and how it came to America is still pretty hazy. I mean, it's even less clear why, once introduced into the United States, which wasn't dealing with the same cultural baggage or censorship issues as Japan, it became fairly popular. Now, there are almost 11,500 videos on Pornhub right now to date tagged with Bukaki, and that number has probably skyrocketed since, considering this article was written a few years ago. Now, almost 10 times as many as the number of videos tags as Futanari, another Japanese fetish involving one or more characters who present as women but turn out to have and vigorously use male genitalia. Yes, that is also a weird one. Futanari for all you sick individuals out there. And many mainstream porn stars from Sasha Gray to Riley Reed have either done a full-on bukkake or a variation of it like a blow bang or a gang bang ending in a group 
group cum shot because, you know, those girls are dirty little freaks in the porn industry. Um, finally, Bukaki's exact American debut. It's impossible. I mean... It, it's just, it is so damn impossible, but Japanese videos, however, did float over to the U.S. from the 1980s and onward. And by 1997, a Western Bukaki series called German Goo Girls, which you might have heard of that, actually, because I heard of that before I did this episode, was already coming our way via Europe. But many in the industry, like Jeff Vanzetti, the founder of IAFD.com, Porn's IMDB, and perhaps the closest thing to an encyclopedic industry archivist, believe the first Bukaki film to really popularize the fetish in this country was... American Bukaki. Now, it was a series released in 1998 by Jeff Mike's JM Productions. Now, the year that porn historian Brian Watson claims the term Bukaki first started to spike in American media. Although his company is still fairly active, mind you, this was a few years ago, Mike has been out of the spotlight and, for the most part, the industry for almost a decade following high-profile obscenity cases. Now, in the early 2000s, that's when that happened, and that were linked in part to his Bukaki productions. So, the obscenity charge were eventually dropped in both cases, although only after about a year of legal wrangling and extreme stress. Now, I had my own company... Within a larger distribution, he says, um, in the 1990s. They also distributed movies for different people like Rodney Moore. And he came to my office. This, once again, this is speaking as part of JM. You know, he came to my office one day and handed me a VHS tape from Japan that was a bukkake. I watched it and I was blown away, pun intended. I'm not turned off by cum shots. I'm not exactly turned on by them either, he said. But this was just so different. It was so easy, yet it was like a train wreck. You almost can't take your eyes off it. You know what I'm saying? The people's genitals were pixelated. I thought, wow, the Japanese work with a lot of censorship against them, yet they come up with these unique creative ideas and manage to pull them off somehow. So I sat on the idea for a while, he stated. I had a line of vignette videos, perverted, perverted stories. I figured nothing needs to fit in. So let's try a bukkake scene just to see what happens. Now, this was Perverted Stories 21 in 1998. We called the scene Bukaki Boys. I don't remember how many guys we brought in. I want to say about 15. We just had this girl sit there and the guys ejaculated on her. And I got bombarded with fan mail after this film came out. They would say, hey, this is awesome. You guys need to do more of this. So that's why I decided to do the series American Bukaki. Now, the first one of those we put out in 1999. And it was pretty much an overnight success. Because y'all Americans, we a filthy bunch of individuals. You know what I'm saying? Bukaki was difficult to shoot and really expensive compared to the other things that were coming out at the time, he says. The first time that he used the B-grade guys or guys who we shot all the time that kind of did us a favor. They shot this scene for us at least um, less than their normal rate, but over time it got easier. We put an ad, get this, they put an ad in the LA Weekly to get guys to perform bukkakis on girls. They ran it twice a month and they set up a bukkake hotline even. It was just a phone number that somebody man and, you know, he would call them back and tell them all where this bukkake shoot was. Now it seemed very underground to this guy. It was cool because the fans got to be a part of something 
something that they love, which is, you know, believe it or not, why a lot of premium Snapchats and OnlyFans and things like that are so big um, nowadays. But going back to the article now, they would tell us something that they wanted to see or what they liked about it and what they didn't like about it. So we kept adjusting as we kept shooting. I think that's why we had the longevity still to this day. We sell a lot of them. The Japanese bukkake was much better than what we originally shot because we only had about 10 or 15 guys. It's got to be 20, 30, 40. But our shoots kept growing. The fans would say, we want more guys. People would tell their friends it was like a punk show. Only certain people knew where it was. It was very underground. And somebody would call somebody else. And it would just turn into a snowball effect. Now... When you approach the girls about a scene that's never been done before, that's kind of hard to explain, they just kind of look at you like you're stupid. But after we shot a few of these things, girls were actually coming to us. Maybe their fans were telling them, we want to see you do this. There are some girls who fantasize about multiple men wanting them and wanting to orgasm on them too. So after a while, I had a waiting list. I can't say that about anything else we've put out. Now this was an editor's note that was in the article as well. The more movies they made and the more fans asked for more extreme content, the more Mike and his team were pushed to invent sub-fetishes within the bukkake genre, at least one of which turned into its own distinct independent fetish, go-come or cum-drinking. Uh, cum now, people have had this image of pornographers being outlaws um, or people who have big old balls. He claims that it's really quite the opposite, that you couldn't be more far off from the truth. They're a bunch of pussies, he says. Now, they follow what everybody else is doing and do it as safely as possible, which this man, JM, never did. He said, I never thought, will I get in trouble for doing this? I just do it. I figured I live in the United States. It's a free country. And in quotes now Jeff Mike Mr. JM himself JM Productions said I didn't want to be just another porno company putting out the same crap as everybody else I wanted people to feel like they got their money's worth and that's what that man said and that um, that is just a piece of the article that I wanted to share with you the actual article is pretty long you can catch it on vice.com but I think it's pretty interesting and kind of gives us a little backstory and history on actual bukkakis which is I think like I said turn me on and I think that's pretty intellectual you know what I'm saying so this may be a dirty little freak nasty episode but you learning something here baby as always on the Maddie Mo show you know what I'm saying now to close this out before I head into the final thought I want to read you just another clip of something I picked up offline that has to do with bukkakis now no doubt there is not an easy you know to select a single porn star that can be chosen as the best one to perform in a bukkake movie but the best ones performed in Spain, they said. Now, ranging from Tina Kay, Ria Soon, Cherry Kiss, Luna Corazon, Rebecca Volpetti, and many more. Like I said, Sasha Gray is also in that list. And one of the videos shot... Rebecca Volpetti even broke the European record of sperm swallowing on a bukkake with a total of, drumroll please, 115 loads. That is absolutely disgusting. I don't know, but I'd probably watch it. I might even look it up after this show. But ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is what bukkakis are all about, where they originated, how they started, what they grew into being, and everything else in between for each and every dirty little fetish porn scene. But stick around with me because I'm about to close out the show and hit you with the final thought, which is coming at you live in 3, 2, 1. Let's get it. 
in order to be bigger than the competition, you first have to understand that you are your only competition and that you'll need to believe in yourself enough to stand out from anyone else in no matter what type of work or field that you're going and competing in. Life teaches us on a similar scale, but very few actually push the limits and boundaries, especially if it means they will get in trouble. The true visionaries of the world do exactly that. They push the limits. They push the boundaries. They create the new wave. It always takes at least one person to show the rest that it's possible before you begin to see change on a global scale. Always remember to do your best and to never be afraid to go after what you believe in at any cost. Live your life, set the bar, most importantly, follow your vision. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to this beautiful episode 613. If you know what I mean, I just busted a nut on the podcast scene. You know what I'm saying? Hope y'all enjoyed it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to check back in with me tomorrow night or evening, whatever time it is for you. You know what I'm saying? Sunya Inspirations gonna come at you with a few positive, inspiring, empowering, impacting news stories that you won't find anywhere else. But as for right now, this is it. Thank you once again, once more. This is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host, the most mojo, saying one life, one love, I'm out.